up to another good, good morning, time to go To the three by five love podcast. On this podcast, we talk about mindset, mindfulness, productivity, everything personal development. Last week, I spoke about goal setting, kind of what I do for goal setting. Uh, if you haven't checked that one out, um, take a look or listen at last week's uh, two weeks ago episode. <laughs> and today, we did a little restorative yoga. I surprised Jesse with a little day sesh. We have a day date going on today. The kids are at my parents' hanging out. So, um, it felt really, really good. So I think I'm a better, I think I'm a better yoga -er than you. What? A yogi. That's very false. But fun fact is I used to actually teach a restorative yoga class. If you've never checked out restorative yoga, it is like a nap for your mind, body, soul. It, you have props and you get to, you know, rest in poses and you're, it's very little movement and a lot more just like stretching and holding poses, but there was beautiful music and it was like heated it's been a long time since I've, I've gone to a studio because I've been doing my yoga practice at home since COVID and it felt so good. Yes, it did. So good. Yes, it did. I decided to carry a 40 pound sandbag up and down a hill for two and a half hours yesterday. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I needed some restoration in my body. Again, Brian's like, I need to do something to suffer. So this is where we're at with him. So he wants to suffer. I want to go to restorative yoga. So it's a balance. We're like yin and yang. Here we there go. There we go. So this week, we are talking about nurturing your friendships. Um, this was a topic that we've talked about quite a bit. This has been yes, a yes, growth yes, yes. edge for me and something for over the last two years that I've really been focusing on. Um, I felt like when my kiddos were young that I had kind of slipped a little bit with some of my, and, and all of my friends did, because we were all kind of in the trenches with you know family and, and work responsibilities. And it's really easy to fall into the like, Hey, just like a surface level text every once in a while, but not really hone in on, you know, connecting in a deeper way. So that has been something for me in the last two years. And I really do feel like when I am connected with my people, I am a better version of myself. And I think you can agree. Brian makes fun of me because he thinks my social calendar is a little excessive. Her (laughs) her goal is to get more connected and she succeeded at her goal. (laughs) I'll just say that. Well, because unfortunately, most of the times for us to connect are usually during the weekdays and like at night, you know, going out for dinner, just like grabbing a quick drink. And so, um, you know, it's been you it's been busier recently, which is great. All right. Go ahead. Okay, sorry. I digress. (laughs) (laughs) But this idea, I don't think people recognize the importance of this pillar in health. Like we talk about diet, nutrition and sleep. And I think, you know, we know that relationships are important, but just like anything else, it's not going to work. Like you're not going to, you have to work at your relationships, just like you have to work at every other health pillar. And it's not something that just like shows up for you. You have to manifest it and really put some intention behind it. You know, human beings are not meant to be alone. Like we were not wired that way. If you look at evolution and history and how we've evolved as a human race, like if you go back, we were much more secure in our community type connection. We shared meals together. Mm-hmm. We sat around a campfire and shared stories together. We sang songs together. We we raised our children in a community together so that you had this network and support system that was really there 
there for you. Um, I feel like our mentality and our generation's mentality is very much like we're in this alone. You know, we just get so hyper focused on our family units that we forget that there's other people who are willing to help and support. And it's really hard to ask for help. But I think when you nourish your relationships, you create these networks that are there for you in those scenarios. Um, looking at some research and, and, you know, going back to just why we should focus on this. If you, I know that um, there was a statistic in the, from the Mental Health Foundation um, that talked about this epidemic of loneliness. And the one thing that stuck out to me when I saw the statistic was that the, the set of, of people who are the loneliest at the moment are people from ages 18 to 34. Yeah. Which is surprising because I think that age group, 18 to 34, you would think that they have like a robust social life because they're still kind of going out and it's like those, you know, early college years, after college years. But I think for now, those are surface level drinking buddy type relationships. And mm -hmm. a lot of their interaction comes from social media and comes from text messaging. And so it's not these deep seated conversations where they feel like they can be vulnerable and heard and share that emotional intelligence with another human being. And so, um, um, they actually compared it that they're much more lonely than people over 55. So that obviously deserves a little bit more digging into um, about why that age group 55 is able to have a better sense of community. But I think focusing on the idea that social isolation is is toxic and, you know, there's health benefits to it. They talked about people who have the fewest social ties were three times more likely to die prematurely. That's wild. I know. Yeah. Um, and it also being lonely means you're 30% more likely to have a stroke or a heart attack. So this isn't just like loneliness literally is a physical symptom. It's a physical feeling that when you, that you need to kind of overcome. So that's why we were talking about this topic today. I thought that it was something going into the new year, we're setting all these goals. And so maybe we, you know, do some future focusing on how we're going to nourish our relationships and our friendships. Yeah. And so what's kind of interesting is when, we, we think of the blue zones, um, which is, you know, is there seven blue zones? Is that what there is? Seven, There's eight, seven, seven, eight yeah. um, blue zones. So it's basically the m largest concentration of centenarians, people over a hundred years old. So, and when we think about those groups and the, read the books about those groups, a lot of times we think about like, what are they eating? How are they exercising? Mm -hmm. And you hear the piece about community um, and how community is important, but there is like one step forward, uh, deeper within the community piece, uh, specifically in Okinawa. And the word is? Moai. Moai. So there they have a Moai, this group of people. It's usually five to seven that they have these strong relationships with. Um, if you want to speak. Well, yeah, it's actually at birth, like at birth, you are assigned within the community, like five, it's like five babies that are born right around the same time. And they become like your support system and you grow up with them throughout your entire life. And so think about how beautiful those relationships are, because the whole purpose behind them is to offer support you know, a, a companionship, um, those pieces that they're like built in best friends, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah. And then that's, it's just like, how do you create your own Moai? Cause I've been struggling with that for, for years. I've great friendships. A lot of them were, as Jesse was kind of alluding to earlier, kind of like drinking friendships, like from the college days or whatnot, and still fantastic guys, good buddies from high school. Um, and through, through the, through my path, but who are those people that you can connect with and have those deep conversations with that you know when you call, they're going to answer the phone or call you right back, or you can talk about a financial situation or, or a situation with uh, your kids or your wife. And having a couple of those people within your inner circle 
people that you connect with consistently, that's the key, like we say about all habits, but consistently is going to have the biggest impact on your life. I've talked on the on this podcast a few times. I'm in a mastermind group uh, called Go Abundance, and I have what's called my like pod, and we've been meeting every single Monday for the last two years, um, and it's like completely open dialogue about all that's going on in our lives, and it's amazing how quickly you become so tight with those people um, because you're really talking about five layers deep in your general conversation. Right. I, I, that brings me a good point. So that is something that was like curated, this group of people who have, you know, similar value systems. And I think something beautiful about your group in, in particular is that every time Brian leaves that conversation on Monday, he has some type of like deep learning or reflection or something that like allows him to grow and evolve as a human. And with our relationships, like if you look back at your friendships. One of the reasons why sometimes we don't connect is because we have too many surface level friendships that it seems like mm-hmm. overwhelming. And I'm not telling you to like get rid of your friends that, you know, no longer serve you necessarily, but prioritize and really think about who are those two, three, four, five people that bring a sort of light or learning or beauty into your world. And, and it's a positive, it's a positive relationship. There are definitely times that it's not always going to be positive, but the the goal is that you can be authentic in yourself. They can be authentic with you. You are giving and taking and, and creating value for each other. And so those are those relationships that we're saying nourish your friendships. Start there. Start with those people. Yeah. And instead of texting them once a month, make it a point to have a touch point with each one of those each week, right? So you can call the person or write an email or write a letter or you can text them and say hi, but don't just or say a like video message. I'm big yeah, on the video, he's huge on video <laughs> messages. There's an app called Marco Polo that him and his buddies are, are always on. But just that idea of like asking something not like that, that's a rhetorical question, like something you want an answer to so that you're stimulating a conversation that goes deeper than just like, Hey, I was thinking about you and then not expecting like a response in return. The other thing is scheduling. Like are my two best friends, um, since elementary school, we try really hard to schedule time together um, to do a dinner once a month or two, but we put it on the calendar way ahead of time and it, we keep it sacred. So those those ideas of like scheduling and being intentional about putting it on the calendar is really important too. It's not going to manifest itself. You have to put some work and effort into it. Yeah. And, and there's so many, uh, and obviously speaking from, from the male, like I think m- men as they get older do a uh, a worse job than women of staying connected or with old relationships. And, and if you're struggling with your current friendships, I mean, there's so many groups out there. I mean, there's phenomenal like dad groups, like, you know, where, um, and if anybody's interested, email me, I can connect you with a few different dad groups where they talk about parenting and financials and, you know, being a better husband on all of those things. I mean, they have like, uh, groups where it's dads with businesses. And and so there's all these like little micro groups within a bigger group that when you start talking to these guys and you open up, you're like, wow, this is a genuine friendship that's just going beyond like what happened in the NFL this weekend. Mm -hmm. Um, And it could really open up some doors to connections that you may have never had in your life. Yeah. So if you're looking for new relationships, because maybe your other relationships that you currently have aren't serving you, or maybe you've moved to a new area, or you're just like trying to find your people. um, That's a great point. Like trying to find like a small knit community that has a similar interest. But one thing that I read in um, Dr. Rangan Chatterjee's book, The Stress Solution, he talked about the idea of like 
becoming a regular, which mm -hmm. I really, really love this idea because it's the idea of like going to a place or participating in an activity around the same time every you know day or once, whatever it is, like on Tuesdays at nine, I'm going to go to this yoga class because people are habitual. And sometimes you'll see that, that those same people are going to go or go to a coffee shop to work from nine to 10 on a two, like on a Tuesday or a Monday, whatever it is. But those routine times that you are a regular at a place, maybe it's a sports league, maybe it's like a book club, maybe it's you go to brunch somewhere, but whatever it is, make it consistent at that time because you'll start to see similar people. For me, it was tennis. I've met amazing friends through playing tennis or when I did my yoga teacher training, I met great friends through that. And so doing something you love, being consistent with it, you're going to meet people who also have that same consistency and love for whatever you're doing. Oh yeah. Because I mean, if you show up three times and you kind of start you know, catching eyes with someone that's there at the same time you are, like in the coffee shop, mm -hmm. you know, I bet you by week five, you're talking. And then mm -hmm. by week 10, maybe you're ha sitting down and having coffee with them. Mm -hmm. And then the next year you're hanging out with their, at their house. So uh, I agree with you. I think becoming regular is a great way to, to, to foster those relationships. Well, thank you, Brian. Yes. I appreciate yes. <laughs> that acknowledgement. You know, this is just something that, I mean, and even like when we talk about relationships, we're talking about friendships specifically right now. We've talked about relationships, you know, in the past, but the same focus that you put on your relationship with your spouse, like you need to have that same intentionality with friendships too. Like you mm -hmm. need to prioritize it. You need to make time to see each other. We're doing a date day. We're trying to do, you know, two a month is our goal. Um, and so that would be a, something that you could also set for that group of friendships that once a month, we're going to see each other and then prioritize it and put it on the calendar. Yeah. So Moai, I thought it was a great concept mm -hmm. and it's obviously like when you're thinking about longevity and thinking about living a healthy life, it's just not what you're putting in your body. It's also who you're communicating with and doing it on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. All right. Enjoy your week guys until next week. Take care. Peace. See ya. We are all looking for